Hello and welcome to this season of the Feminist Voices podcast. My name is Raleigh and I am one of the 2019-2020 coordinators of the Feminist Narratives program. This season, the 2018-19 coordinators Audrey and Raleigh sat down with different student leaders to discuss the topic of race in the feminist community at Stanford. In our first episode, Audrey sat down with Mia, a student involved in Voices, a Forum for Black Women, and the Black Feminist Collective. We hope you enjoy! First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed for our podcast. No problem. Um, If we can start with your name, pronouns if you wish, and then tell us a little bit about feminist community or communities that you're a part of at Stanford and your involvement in them. So my name is Mia, she, her pronouns, and I'm involved um, with Voices, a forum for black women. Um, I've been involved with the Black Feminist Collective in the past, and I'm just involved with black women, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about kind of your positionality in those organizations or um, whether you have a specific roles? Or... Well, with the Black Feminist Collective, I didn't have any specific roles. I was just a general member. Um, with Voices of Forum for Black Women, I am on, I guess, like the core, like the, yeah, the core team. I don't think we were as active as we wanted to be this year, although we've been um, involved in like putting on some women's gatherings. Uh, this quarter, I think we had two or maybe it was one last quarter and one this quarter but yeah so I've been involved in that capacity. Um, Our first official question for the interview is how does race affect the feminist activism that you participate in at Stanford? Well for me race isn't everything that I do so I don't know I guess for me race comes first so when like thinking about like feminist activism I'm thinking more about like activism for black women specifically because most of my activism just surrounds like black people So whenever I'm doing anything that regards women, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm centering black women and yeah, specifically like making sure that also black trans and queer women are involved in the narrative and like centered in that narrative because that's really critical as well. How would you describe racial dynamics among different feminist communities at Stanford? Um, (laughs) I don't really know. I feel like we don't interact very often. I feel like anything that's like a feminist movement of color, they tend to be pretty separate. There have been attempts to, I guess, bring that together. I was one of the organizers for this year's Women's March, um, and I know that intersectional was a buzzword that kept being thrown around. But yeah, I would say that they don't really interact, and that's probably because of just like general racial dynamics and how women of color, and specifically black women, are always like marginalized or like an afterthought. Or like a tokenization so I know that with black women anyway a lot of times we do a lot of independent organizing or just like work that specifically is like maybe for women of color but is like very intentional about centering black women. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you tell me a little bit about what your experience was like as an organizer for the Stanford Women's March? Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of different things good bad challenging. I would say that there was there were great intentions on like making sure that it was no longer just like a white cis heteronormative like movement. I don't know how successful we were in doing that um, because a lot of like our reaching out to other communities was just inviting them to the march it felt like and not really involving them in like the planning or like how we were going to be reaching out and I don't think our team was really representative of like the more marginalized communities that we were trying to reach and um I know that there was a point where I like took issue in using the word intersectional because it was like not being used 
appropriately and it was being used to mean like diverse um when really at least from my understanding it should be used in like like anti-racist movements as a way to like center women or to center um like different trans communities queer communities but like not through like a feminist lens so it still felt like a tokenization and just like diversifying and so there was a point where I was like hey we shouldn't be using this word but it was I think not a very successful effort Mm. yeah you talked about how there is division among the feminist communities that things are just quite separate do you see that as kind of like just how it will always be do you see that as a thing that should be changed Mm. a positive thing a negative thing how would you describe that I am a pessimist, so I think it will always be that way. Um, Whether or not it should be that way, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that people have to be very intentional about centering the right voices and not speaking for those voices and just, like, taking a step back and, like, leading. Like, I can't tell like, women who are trans, how to liberate themselves. Like, trans women can tell me how I'm going to liberate myself, but, like, I can in no way tell them how to do that. And so, like, I shouldn't be taking any, like, leading role. Like, I should be stepping back and listening to them. And I think the same goes with, like, non-black women or just, like, women who are not of color. So, yeah, I think just, like, letting marginalized women take the lead. Can you tell me a little bit more about Voices and what you see kind of as like the mission, purpose of the organization, um, and what you all do? Um, So I'd say that our purpose is just to be like a space of community for black women. Um, For all women of color, though we do, I think, like center black women's voices. Um, No, we do. I'm sorry. I was conflating that with women's gathering. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) Voices is a space for black women specifically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's just to be in communities, whether that's like needing to cry together or laugh together or just like not be doing work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just like a space of refuge because I don't think black women get that very often. And like even when we're just like walking through the mall, we have to be thinking about like, am I walking too close to someone? Am I going to have to move out of their way even though like they're taking up the whole hallway? Um, am I being watched in the store? So like even when we're supposed to be like carefree, we're still like carrying a burden. So when we're in a space that's like just black women, like that extra added like layer of race or gender or whatever it may be um, is like lifted. So Mm. that's just a space of refuge, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last question is, what do you hope for in regards to intersectionality in the feminist community at Stanford Mm -hmm. moving forward? I hope that intersectionality is not just a buzzword and that people like take the time to learn what it actually means and represents and that like it doesn't just mean diverse it doesn't just mean like oh I have multiple identities like that's not just what it is and so like if people take the time to like understand what it is I hope that the actual purpose of like intersectionality is like employed and that women can like learn how to work together while also recognizing that like not all of our struggles are the same they may be interconnected but like there are like distinct experiences that can't be conflated or ignored. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much for listening. 
Tune in next week where we speak with Kamiko about her involvement in the Stanford Asian American Activism Committee and the Students for Liberation of All People.